Okay. Who? The homies? No. Who who the fuck would buy one last point merchandise? No. I'll tell you who. I would plug you up with the whole AP sorority, and we would just be lined up right now with merch. We'd be making thousand a month on merch alone. Really? I could do that. AFES would do that. AFES, they're rich. What bro. is that? What is that? How's that gonna help me? Sorry, I missed that. I'll tell you how it's gonna help you right now. Picture this. Welcome to Hot Mike, Brad. <laughs> And welcome to the sixth episode of One Last Point. Yep, the the intro. No, this is how it goes. This is how it goes, bro. No, you didn't give me a heads up. Who's got a bottle opener? Uh, I do actually. Where are my keys? Alright. We, we never got our One last point. Ed, I'm, just I'm just kidding, Brad. I'm just kidding. We make a part two. I need some of these cheap. A part two and make it a two part episode? That would be insane. That. Yeah, that would be insane. Well, welcome to the sixth episode of One Last Point. Uh, a podcast about two friends on the quest for knowledge. But today. Today, my friends, is a special episode. Why? Because our good, good friend Daniel is turning 22. And I'm using emphasis because 22 is an important year. Wouldn't you say, Daniel? I mean, doesn't feel anything different than 21. That's just because COVID. Time isn't real. I mean... I don't know. I don't think that there's anything really that much different between 21 and 22 until you get to 25 because then and you can rent a car and you can get an Airbnb without fucking the owners getting pissed off at you for not being 25. Oh, that sounds really pertinent, Dan. But before, what's even more pertinent is why this episode's special. Um, if you're familiar with any of the Bundy's bashes, you know... We like to go hard, so today for Daniel's birthday, I bring you Bundy's Bash 3, happy birthday to Jew, Daniel. Um, um, so I'd, we like have to, two... I'd like to insert uh, Electric Boogaloo before I get um, introduced. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Daniel's birthday bash 3, Bundy's Electric Boogaloo. Bundy's Electric Boogaloo. Well, today we have two special guests, uh, two of our close friends. We have Tyler and Bradley, if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Tyler, you haven't said um, one fucking word this whole time. I just want to say thanks to Armand and Daniel for having me on the podcast. You know, it's been like, you know, I've kind of had this idea of doing a podcast for a while and I never really had the opportunity. So I just want to give a shout out to them for having us on and it's going to be a fun time. Yep. Hey, Tyler. Hey, you're listening to One Last Point. This is Tyler, with uh, <laughs> with special guests Bradley, Cherney, uh, and uh, Armand. Oh yeah, we got them on. We got them on the show. We got them on the show today. Damn. We're gonna see what happens. Things are gonna get crazy. Tyler's looking forward to today. it. All right. Uh, well, yeah, that's the intro. This is why it's special because it's the first time we're having two guests. And to be frank and honest, everyone here is somewhat intoxicated. Except for Daniel, whose birthday it is. No. But yeah, don't I worry. Think, I think we need to get. Don't worry. Going we're gonna insert. Gems. We're gonna insert a little fun into this. Daniel seems to have some sort of liqueur on the table as well as a beer. Um, yeah, we've got um a bottle. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No free ads, okay? No free ads. We've got a bottle. We have a of bottle. A various, various toxin that will uh, alter our state of mind. It's a tequila. tequila. But Daniel's gonna drink it, 
every time he's gonna drink it lukewarm. No, like hold a on. Champ. He's gonna he's gonna drink it. What should when should he drink it? Every time what? Oh, bro, this shit's not to drink. This is like not to drink every. Every time, time Tyler laughs. <laughs> oh, right, the one, first one we that's a a sip. Happy sip. birthday, Cherney. He's got to take a poll right now. Daniel, is, is, it, is it not going to be your birthday in two hours? This is going to be Oh, so let's get in there. It's a special episode. You need to take... Just take just take a poll. Okay, take a poll then. Inaugural poll. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Bundy's Bash 3 for you, everyone. As you are listening to my voice right now, Cherney's complaining about the alcohol Well, it's also okay because... As in typical Bundy's bash fashion, you know, I'm going to bring out some, you know, uh, something different. We might have some exotic dancers come in the building. No, you we never will not be, having, <laughs> we're we're not be having that. Dan, Dan agreed to uh, butt chug some liqueur, so we'll see what <laughs> yeah. happens with that. No, 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 no. no. We will be having a Armon Reviews food sponsored video segment where we all try something that uh, I think we item. all want to try. Yes, a mystery, mystery item. item. We get to that at a certain point. I think we can give them a free shout out. Oh yeah, when we drink it, we'll explain what it is. That'd be fucked up if we didn't. Yeah, no video. All right, so moving. Let's move on um, to our first segment. Um, it's another reoccurring segment, but not the daily dose. We're gonna have the weekly wrap up in which we cover socio political cultural questions that we saw or or things that we saw um, instances we saw. In the news, and we talk about them. Daniel, what did you see in the past week? I thought you would go first, because I didn't... Uh, oh, <laughs> what? what the fuck does that uh, mean, Daniel? That's another Daniel, that's I another turn to you every the, time. Tyler, no. Right? no. Fuck um, Yeah, that's another poll. Okay, what did you man. see, Brad? Yeah. Oh, Brad will go first. Um, He's hijacking So, I think the most prominent thing in the news this week was that Trump officially announced um, his Supreme Court Barry. elective. So I yeah. think that's what's, you know, the pressing issue with the general uh, media right now. What do you think about her age and the idea that this is a lifetime job and that he's appointing someone who, you know, is potentially the second youngest Supreme Court justice? I mean, from what I've seen, you know, trying to be as impartial as possible, she seems qualified for the position. Yeah. You know, she has a law degree. She went to a legitimate... What school did she go to again? You remember? You're asking me, dude. I don't know. I just know her name's yeah, Barry. She, she wants and to... I looked at her uh, age, and then that she was a circuit. I think it's the ninth circuit uh, circuit court judge, which covers like Minnesota, Wisconsin area. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest you know topic of debate for this is that people have a problem with him nominating her so close to the end of his term. But what do you? How do you feel about that? I mean, honestly. I'm personally fine with it because I think it's within your right as well, the president. Then, so what about in the 2016 instance in which Barack Obama... Okay, but if Obama, you're going to bring that up, we can just say that about every single politician saying the same thing. And then no, but in these last... Let me, let me explain it this way, right? In the last instance in which this happened, the Republicans uh, used the supermajority, uh, which is the 50, 50 plus one idea in the Senate to reject a Supreme Court nominee, correct? Would we all yeah. agree on that? Do you remember this? Yeah. Set precedent on this. It didn't set precedent. It yes, just, the supermajority was never did. used in an instance like this. Well, The 50 I mean, plus one was honestly, I don't think, ever used. Really? It was all Can the, you uh, elaborate on that real quick for our viewers? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> Brad. Just, you think just he, for Brad, Brad pops on here? He thinks that look, and our viewers are educated. What you guys are about, <laughs> okay, look, let me we're explain this. To be an inclusive podcast here. Congress, right, is made up of the House of Representatives, uh, right. House of Representatives, and the Senate. Correct. So when you're nominating a Supreme Court justice, the um, affirmation is made by the Senate, right. with the idea that it is the closest but most efficient link to the people because there's two representatives per state so there's two per state listening in on the Supreme Court which is a you know tribunal of nine um, so in uh, 2016 when Antonin Scalia died I believe there was a f- there was a spot in the Supreme You're Court about Kavanaugh right the Kavanaugh the nomination. Kavanaugh nomination no this is the no, Neil Gorsuch nomination, yeah. the first one. I didn't even hear about The first, that. Obama actually nominated someone. With like eight months left in his term, yes. right? Or a little under that? Yes. And the Senate said no, using a supermajority, which has never been used. Or a supermajority might be 70, 75%, but this majority in which the, uh, the nuclear option is what they call it. And it's when it's 50 plus one. So all they need is 51 Senate votes. Two thirds. No, that's a supermajority. Yeah, that's what you just said. I'm saying it's not that. That's no. not what it's called. It's called the nuclear option, in which they so just, just use 50, 50 plus one to pass something. Right, so it's just above 50%. Right, so they use that because the Senate layout during that, you know, uh, Barack Obama's was last term. Correct? No, it no, was Republican by, by two okay, seats. Okay. I knew it was so they close. knew they had the vote. Okay. So my issue is, is now we're in the same, we're at the same exact crossroads. There's a new president, even less time, and he says he wants to put someone in office, but potentially America has the choice of a new president who wants to do it. The Republicans, on precedent, said no. That's not that's not constitutional. That's not right. Denied Obama's choice for Trump's choice. Mm-hmm. How is it fair that Trump it can nominate have, someone? That doesn't mean it has to be fair, bro. Politics isn't fair. Well, like, what do you what do you want? Like, so, I want to hear the truth. Is that how you really feel that it should be that way, or do you think no, that well, the system is right? Then well, that's they, fuck it. It's just how it is. You know, it's well, not I about mean, actually putting the best people there or what the people well, want. I mean, or, I mean, that's basically what you're saying is that it's not the best person in there, even though you just said that they were qualified and that they were a good potential candidate. They but, are. All of them are. But is it really at the discretion of this president? Like, because every wait. because every but, presidential choice on the Supreme Court ends up being political, even though they're supposed to be the unbiased source. True. But then why would it matter if you said that everyone is, is uh, what's it called, is like good enough to do it, and you said that they're all qualified to do it, why would it matter who nominates then who? Like, it shouldn't matter, but it does. And the point is is I'm not arguing whether that's right or wrong about who nominates. My issue is, is that if the system says that the president that's leaving, the lame duck president in his in that term, should not have the power to do that, and they voted on it, the Republicans, in this situation, it should not. It should be the same thing that the lame duck I mean, president doesn't get. Can to I can I interject? Yeah, between you two. So, in my personal opinion, the reality of it is, you know, I think it's a flaw in the system itself. Yeah. You know, having a bipartisan bipartisan system 
It's going to be one one side, whoever has the control, you know, overall between the executive and the Senate and, you know, everything. Like, whoever has control, the majority, is going to get more stuff done. Yeah. And the opposing side, whether that's Republicans or Democrats, is going to have a problem with that. You know, if the Democrats are controlling it, then they're going to take control and the Republicans are going to make a big deal about it, you know. And if Republicans are in control at the time, then Democrats are going to make a big deal about it. So I feel like that's a problem with the system itself. But the reality is the way the system is currently set up, I don't think, you know, as people and as politicians, they don't have a right to be upset about that because that's the current system that we have. You know what I mean? Yes. That's something that the people yes, have and to, uh, you know, just, make a change over time. Or we just, like, if if everyone's, like, I guess another, like, my point, the thing I wanted to point out was this whole push to vote for on people. And now on every social media website, you see there's Also, like this, um, that's a bunch of bullshit at, at Instagram, Snapchat, Spotify, Twitter, every social hey, media don't site. don't add our yeah, providers no, no, of I, websites, don't, don't, man. No, like, I, I, I'm, they, talking, they, they I'm talking down upon them. I've been I'm going to bleep vote. this out. <laughs> this is not allowed. <laughs> at various social media sites that shall not be named. I've been registered to vote since I'm 18, so you can yes. uh, stop shoving it in my I, face. That's, and that's, but my issue with that is is that there's the point is, is, yes, if every company said you should vote, that's great, okay? But the problem is, is that when you have registered to vote and then on your main pages, you have people saying... There's little posts on Instagram and Snapchat that you can see where people are like, if you don't vote for X, then you are Y, you yeah. know, whether whether it is on the Republican side or the Democratic side, both have these posts in right. whichever way you see it. There is a way of brainwashing in there oh, and yeah, that the fine. fact that it's pushing people to vote. Yes. <clears throat> but are they truly experiencing the reason to be political no. to feel that reason of why the vote no. actually matters and there's no yes exactly it's no. no well you guys are uh, talking about some interesting topics I don't know if I'm listening I'm about seven beers deep <laughs> all I know is the Lakers are going to the shit so <laughs> oh how are we feeling so, about that boys that's a good thing cool. we saw this week alright we can talk about the <laughs> Lakers yeah are we, are we gonna go off topic or are we gonna go to that later in the second later in the show <laughs> We're talking about the Lakers now. All right. Um, I'll just tell you, from Lakers fans, since as long as I can remember, it's been about 10 years since we were last in the finals. And I think this is as good of a team as we've had in the last, you know, since the last finals appearance. And my prediction is going to be Lakers are going to win in five. Five? Gentlemen sweep <laughs> again. A gentleman sweep from the Lakers. You know, I say Lakers maybe win game one, potentially game two. You know, if they don't win that, they're going to get a loss. And then everybody's going to kind of kick into gear, get rolling, and say, all right, it's showtime. we got to put this away. I think it's going to be Lakers in six. But tell me, who's a better quarterback, Lamar or Mahomes? I'm going to tell you, you know, Aaron will never listen to this because I, nah. I don't even think he owns nah. Spotify. You know, I don't think his Android 
No, no, I don't think think his phone can download it, but I'm going to tell you, unbiased, Mahomes is a better quarterback and will have a better career. Do you think Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Lamar? No. Tyler? Um, I think Lamar's pretty good for a running back. (laughs) Oh. As a Rams fan, I'm going to try and be objective as possible. At, At this point in time, Lamar is better, but... I would say that Jared Goff has the potential to have a better career. I would say also, but, but wouldn't you say, I mean, outright, even outright, Lamar is more explosive, sure, makes some flashy plays. But hasn't Goff gotten the Rams further? This is true. Then with I the mean, Ravens, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. a very comparable amount of time. They're one, two years off of each other. But wait, Lamar before Jackson. you say this point, I just want to let you know that Aaron was trying to listen to our podcast, and he wants to be on it, so you better be That's careful. That's fine. We'll just have him back. Now. It'll be Bun- It'll be Bundy's bash four. <laughs> no. Lamar, Lamar's a better quarterback than Goff, period. I mean, There's no question I'm, about I'm gonna it. I'm going to be honest. Lamar is a very talented player and very athletic, but when you're looking at you know, overall traditional quarterback play, Lamar Jackson is in a system that benefits him greatly. Like, any any other team he is on, almost any other team in the league, he's not going to be putting up near the numbers he is. That offense is built for him and around him. You know, he's I mean, not a, tradi- what it's supposed to he's be not when a you have traditional a quarterback? quarterback. I mean, yeah, but, like, just that whole team's dynamic, you know? Like, like allowing him the, to that. Like, if you, you put him on, if you put him on the Jaguars or something like that, like he has a few good weapons and a really good defense that keeps them in the lead. You know, yeah. if your defense is holding yeah. them that the other team down the majority of the game, like then you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, but I'm you saying you put like, Goff on the Jaguars, he's gonna be right in the bench in like two weeks. No, no I mean the Jaguars just move on from quarterbacks this is, too uh, fast. Also. Ladies and gentlemen, this is coming from a Broncos fan who has who's your quarterback right now? Driscoll. It's gonna be the boat soon here, hopefully. Yeah. We Anyways, it unbiased is. personal take. I think Goff definitely has more potential for a longer career than Lamar has. You know, once he gets twenty nine, thirty, he's gonna slow down. You know, six years from now. You can't be running, scrambling out of the pocket. He's gonna, he's gonna adapt or die. Yeah, and that's yet to be seen. If he can learn how to stay in the pocket and make plays happen, then you know he might have a long career. But we've yet to seen that. You know, he is very reliant upon scrambling out of the pocket and making things happen, which is really good. Yeah, for now. But you know, once the speed starts to dwindle, but I mean, well, he has to look. The model is Vic. The model is Vic. No, it's Russell Wilson. What you want to be is Russell no, Wilson. No, I think no. For Lamar, I think I think Russell Wilson was yes a mobile quarterback, but he always wanted to stand in the pocket. He's not comparable. Vic and Lamar are very comparable when you look at their play styles. You look at their arm release, and I'm thinking that look at how Vic transitioned in his later years at Philly, and even his few starts in uh, Pittsburgh. He knew how to stand in the pocket. He could make plays while using the mobility he still had left. So you said that's your uh, unbiased opinion coming from a Rams fan? Yeah. Sorry, how many, how many MVPs does Jared Goff have? <laughs> how many uh, playoff wins does Lamar Jackson have? I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's zero if you want to fact and check that. And they lost to the Chargers. Yeah, they lost to the Chargers. So you know so. how that is. That's like, that's like fan, negative. Too. He's actually negative two playoff wins for losing to the I'm Chargers. I don't think anybody's fan, ever so. lost to the, to if the anything, Chargers. If, in if the anything, playoff. my opinion would be the most unbiased. No, no, no. 
mine would be the most unbiased as a Packers fan. Okay, I've Packers, a, Rams, Yankees, Angels. I have a different question. I have a different question. So, Daniel, um, when I woke up today, I got a notification, and it was uh, today is Yom Kippur. Yeah. And then you were saying you're celebrating today. Yeah. Would you like to educate uh, our listeners on what Yom Kippur is and, you know, why it's important? Um, I don't know, like, the exact reason and why it's You don't important. have to if you don't I know. want to. I no, I just yeah, feel like it was a good opportunity. Uh, Yom Kippur is just, it's eight days after the Jewish New Year, which is Rosh Hashanah. It usually falls on my birthday, which kind of sucks because it's a day where you're supposed to not eat or drink till dinner or, like, till the first star comes out. Um, and basically it's like a day for, uh, you're supposed to reflect during these eight days and it's like the last day of reflection that you have for the first year. And then you're supposed to like, God, uh, forgives all, like forgives you all on today. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, what did you, if you can, what did you reflect on in these past few days? Um, well, I woke up this morning still at the, my friend's beach house yeah. for our birthday. So I, There's still reflection yeah, done in those no, times. I Yeah, no, I was going to say I I, uh, I would too. During that time, we went to the beach a lot at night, and I was out there till like 3 a.m. What, like, what were you doing? We were all vibing out there, but like even after they went inside, I was still vibing a little bit yeah. out there by myself. It was pretty chill, so I was reflecting a little bit there. I was just reflecting on everything throughout my throughout this year you know good or bad like you always learn a lesson what, I feel like what do you what do you coming into the new year for your religious self yeah what are you looking to learn what are you trying to grow um well, what, what would you embark on all of humanity to say what should we all work on to grow together I during think these times we gotta we gotta be more acceptable during these times, I think we just have to be more acceptable of the of every man, like yeah. every man and woman, what their opinions are, every what person, they yeah. like. You just if you don't agree with them or if they don't agree with you, I think that everyone needs to like just respect it. Yeah, you know, like it's beautiful. Because I feel like that's empathy, a really big true issue. empathy. Yeah, what we were talking about last yeah, week. Yeah, true empathy. But uh, we gotta def- That's something that everyone I think in the world has to work on. Yeah. Um, so did you guys see anything else this week that you felt like you should wrap up about? Tyler changed it to sports. Um, Damn about that. If what do you think of, to... I mean, I don't know if, if, I just, what do you think about them releasing Trump? I remember what I was going to Oh, his tax? tax? Yeah, but it, I also oh, yeah, saw I that that was illegal. Like that they, they released did. it? Yeah. Well, look, doxing happens all the time. And yeah. that's what I've always said the danger of social media is this unfiltration of it. Yeah. And that certain things become filtered and certain things aren't. Yeah. This was unfiltered content. It was wanted content that's been wanted for four years. Beyond that. If you remember the last debates, all they talked about was uh, tax returns. They're just, so $750 yeah. is interesting. I, um, yeah, I mean... He said on Twitter that it, that he's paid more, but I yeah, know. I mean, who who fucking knows? Uh, but it also could be businesses, and you have to think like, what is his actual personal income versus versus what is what his businesses income. make? And there's so many business like, yeah. loopholes, and that's Top the flaw of the system. That's the flaw of the system is we yeah. should be filtering out um, As a future economic success and taxes. Have a comment on that. Um, yeah, I'm not a business major, and I have no plan to be. So I'm, fuck that. I'd like to like 
say something. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just hop in. Yeah, you don't have to say oh, it. I just, just didn't want to. Hey, you know, if you cut someone off, you cut someone off. Yeah. Me and Dan do it to each other, and there's only two of us here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just going to say I'm sure there are plenty of politicians and billionaires, etc., that are all doing similar things. You know, they're just going to shine the spotlight on whoever they want to negatively you know make a negative association with because the way it is like you said the system itself is messed up you know what was it amazon paid like zero dollars as a corporation for over i'm sure that i can believe over the span of a couple years i don't don't quote me on i don't know the exact facts but they paid nothing essentially in to the u.s because they primarily had you know, most of their operations overseas, China, et cetera, whatever, they're paying all these governments money. And yeah. I don't know the exact answer, but once again, it's a flaw with the system, you know. With anybody, whoever it may be, they're going to they're gonna take advantage of things that they can. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Armand, if, if you could pay... I'm listening. If you I'm could trying pay, to listen. These guys are... <laughs> Snagging pizza off the middle of the table, you know, messing us up. I'm like trying to listen. I just, like, <laughs> sorry. No, but it's been like you know 24 I mean? hours since Dan's eight. All right, give yeah. him a break. But if, if you had the option between paying a thousand dollars and a zero dollars, you're, you're gonna take zero dollars, yeah. and it's legally within your rights. The problem because is the way no, look, the tax laws. Are I can set tell up you this. Look, up. the problem in American so, tax American tax issues goes back to the age of Rockefeller. Okay. Carnegie, Rockefeller, Vanderbilt. There's some crazy conspiracy theories about those fuckers. Anyways, this is the 1830s, right? Huge expansion. These guys had money. They started making monopolies, right? We started to make monopoly, like, trusts. Like, trust busters, okay? We didn't, the government didn't allow this, okay? But low-key would still happen. Uh, Or, no, 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 no. Confusing. It happens still later. So they started these laws, right? And they started to tax these businesses, but before this, like, you know, Carnegie Hall, you've heard of that, right? Vanderbilt University, you know, that's where Jay Cutler played football. Um, Jay Cutler's trash. Probably. <laughs> I like Jay Cutler, actually. He's funny. Um, but these Carnegie, Rockefeller, Vanderbilt, they all donated so much money. Rockefeller used to say, um, in response to, like, taxes and stuff like that, is, I'd rather... Rather than giving someone $20, I'd rather give $20 to build something for the public to make it better, you know? And he made it seem, uh, he made it seem, and he built these establishments for the public so that they could succeed, rather than just giving it through, like, welfare and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean... And then they made these taxes, and that's what happened. That idea is gone out of the American system. There's no ide- Rockefellian ideology left in business. If that's even what was really happening. Because those, pro- those buildings are probably nothing compared to all that money that they had. No, dude, it was a lot. <laughs> Trust me, this is like prime really, like that's when they were building the city. They established, yeah, yeah, drink. That wasn't, they established <laughs> a lot. This was like. That's true. Establishing the railways, they made so much money off of it. Yes, oh, yeah. a lot of they're, neg- they're negative great, labor great, and stuff. Great times infinity. What great. the fuck is it's going on, bro? Is an alien coming? No, oh my gosh! I thought we were getting teleported into the next dimension. They're great, great, great grandkids. They're set for life, but that's like 
like we were going back to earlier, we were talking about it's a flaw with the system. Like, the rules and laws and regulations are so ambiguous that people can find ways around them to not pay them. And I feel that, you know, you need to clearly yeah. outline them. Or you can't... You don't have... My bad. You don't have a right to get upset at people taking advantage of the system. Because you and I, and I think everybody listening would do the same thing you know yeah. if you if you could pay nothing versus pay ten thousand dollars in taxes you're gonna pay nothing if you can find a way to do it yeah i think i mean i would be inclined to pay taxes if i knew they were actually going to like better causes whereas like it's an ambiguous just well, right but like at the same time you but, would rather do with your money like oh i'm gonna donate to this organization because I but know i think them. also that we've we've eliminated the really idea of charity of giving your money for charity as in charity now is doing time are now charity corrupt. is more working for free we've yeah. lost the idea of giving for charity yes there is like big auctions but usually you still get a fancy ass dinner <laughs> so uh Bradley, if you could uh, find someone to work for you for free, you'd do that. You have no ethical problems with that. I mean, if the person is, you know, so obligated to work for free, and... What if you provide them shelter, too, and start giving them food? I don't think that... I mean, if it's a mutual understanding, you give them something, Yeah. you know, something in return. Like, if you like them a lot, and, like, you didn't want them to leave... No, dude. What? Stop trying to paint Brad as. <laughs> no, well, I'm just like, kidding. Well, like, <laughs> I think that's like going to minimum wage. Do you People think that's? Mini- do you think that's wage. good favor, or do you think that's um, a mutual agreement? Yeah, because good favor is some like an idea where like, you know, I'm gonna do this for you, and even if it doesn't pay out, maybe one day it may pay out for yeah. me. Yeah. Or like, I did it because it's good karma. You I know? mean, I think it's, you know, person to person. Yeah. Like, it depends. Very situational. But in my personal opinion, you do you do things because you think they're right. Not because you think you're going to get something yeah. back at some point. Like, that's yeah. not the expectation. You give some guy, you know, you see some guy on the street, you give him some money. He's begging for money. You give him some money. You're not doing that so you're going to win the lottery or something. You know, you're doing it because, like, out of the you goodness can. of your heart, you're thinking yeah. this is morally right. Like... In that given circumstance, like, you don't have to do it all the time, but, like, certain times, like, you're obligated, like, you feel like, okay, this guy, like, actually needs help. I'm going to help this guy, and I don't want anything in return. I, I have a question, Brad. So, this is actually what I wanted this episode to come to. If I'm going to read you something, I want to hear your He's guys' opinions. Yep. Yep. <laughs> me and Jeremy have the same idea. He's freaking setting me up. A society Explosion. without... Listen up here, okay? Yeah, Mr. Focus Pizza Muncher. Focus up, Pizza Muncher. <laughs> A society without prejudice would resemble an organism without reflexes. It would be a monster incapable of living. What do you think about that? I mean, everybody wants to dream that, you know, any type of prejudice, whether it's racism or stuff, you know, prejudice against sexual orientation or whatever, like, ideally that would be completely eradicated, but the reality is it's going to always exist for as long as people exist. You know, people are going to have prejudge. Yeah. They're going to prejudge people based on how they're raised. Why do you think that prejudice exists then? I mean, it's hard to like, it's hard to pinpoint, but it's just kind of the way that you were brought up in history, you know, based on previous history. Yeah. How you're taught history, how, you know, 
growing up in the U.S., you know, like, what, we were in elementary school, like, we were just after 9-11, we were, like, four, five, six years old, you know, that was going to happen, and, you know, like, it's just, it's a thing that happens, and I don't know the psychology to explain it, but I guess I could give you, like, an example, you know, as, like, say you see 10 guys, you know, there's a red guy, or excuse me, you know, this Angry Orchard's getting to me. (laughs) There's a guy in a red shirt. No free ads, Excuse me, there's an apple beverage in front of me. Okay. In green apple beverage. There's a guy in a red shirt, right? I can't wait for... Never mind. You see see this guy. You're in person, right? You're walking down the street. You see a guy in a red shirt, and he stabs somebody. In the back of your mind, for the next foreseeable future, five, ten years, whatever, you're going to be a little sus. You're going to be a little skeptical. When you see a guy walking down the street in a red shirt, it's just where your brain goes. Is that, but, okay, but then is that just negative association rather than being optimistic about the world and choosing that, like, it's one's own self moving on past an experience okay, or, like, an no association? One, no, in real life, like, actual people, no one's going to realize that. Everyone's going to just make it negative association just leave but isn't like that, that then no to be more beyond what the society tells you is the negative association? What? No. How? Because, look. So, Brad's example, right? Red shirt guy does something, right? So, someone with a red shirt, you're going to be... Stab somebody. And then the next time you see a guy in a red shirt walking down the street at night, you're going to be a little skeptical. Isn't that just a level of paranoia? Rather than rationalizing that, red is probably one of the third most common colors... One of the yeah, but it's an association your brain makes without you saying, having yeah. anything to say. Uh, is it an association your brain makes, or is it an association made by replication of through media? Well, through media, replication def- media definitely amplifies it. What you're seeing and the society around you propagating that red, the red colored shirt, is negative. Well, yeah, the media definitely amplifies it. But regardless, if there were media or not, you know, if you saw, let's just you know, hyperbolize it. What if, if you, you saw, saw... Hey, let me ask you a question. Okay? It's 1970s. Okay? You're in LA. Okay? You okay. see some... Some boys walking down the street with a red bandana. <laughs> Who are they? I'm in LA and I see people wearing red bandanas and walking down the street. Like, your mind's probably going to say, oh, these guys probably are blood or maybe they're affiliated with you know, the blood What game. race are they? <laughs> what? what do they look what? like? You said I saw them. I'm trying to say. Now, this is a real-life example. I'm asking you. You associated the red armband with something negative on the automatic, right? Oh, I mean, those. You could have associated but... that. Daniel, what would you have green, said? Purple. Nazis? Right? No. Why? No, it was, it was a red bandana. LA, this is a hypothetical a red, scenario. A red bandana. What did you LA think it was? It's a gang. Yeah, if we're talking about this is not a gang LA. thing. You said so it in this LA, actually though. look happened in this time period. There's this thing called the Chicano movement, and it's not a it's not an appropriate term now. Okay. Nothing's appropriate anymore. <laughs> well, it's it's not it, it's it's more appropriate in academia to say Latinx. Okay, but this movement was these young um, men of uh, who are first generation Americans that were Hispanic would be together and they would move together and they wore red armbands to like you know rubber, you know part of their movement the Chicano, the Chicano movement it was about machismo and like the culture of 
this flair of like American culture as well as like the conservative culture of the of Mexican culture, you know. Really? And I'm saying so that's a you know you can associate the red armband with that or the anything else that you could associate. No, right. With. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Choosing to associate the red shirt guy with all the negative ones I'm just is a choice. I'm just saying personal experience is going to take priority over the media regardless, you know? How many people do you think have been stabbed by a person with a red shirt, though? Probably a good amount over the history of time. There's probably been a lot of people stabbed. Uh, actually, so you think, probably black. You think that prejudice the United is, like, States, dark? In modern society. I don't know. You could have me I'm pull asking a you figure up with my ass. Like, no, I'm asking It's a hypothetical you're, scenario. You're, I'm just saying, what, I'm it could be a race thing. Choice. We can make it a race thing. A white guy. Is it a race thing? It Ask could the be. question. Are you, are you concealing the red shirt thing with it being a race thing? I'm and just that's using my that as a hypothetical scenario because what happens to you personally is going to take priority over whatever the media tells you. But if it happened to you personally and the media tells you, of course then it's, it's just going to be gonna, propagated. It's just going to be course. multiplied thousand times yeah a thousand yeah, times you know yeah, you think I that can... prejudice exists based upon personal experiences experiences that's why people are prejudiced some of the times, let me yeah. tell you my theory on prejudice okay and 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 i call it um racism in my opinion stems actually from a historic fear of the unknown oh yeah definitely okay definitely when you it. look at the ancient tribes and you actually look at what they wrote what uh, when you actually look at what they wrote and look at how it is, and you analyze them anthropologically, you look at their cultures, okay? You realize it, that it's this way. They have a set of cultures. They have, the, they have their own set culture to their own. The tribe next to them has a completely different culture because it's just a few different families growing into like a you know, bigger community. That culture is completely different to yours, let's say. There's fear of what is actually the truth. There's fear of what they believe in. You know? You yeah. don't know what they believe in. So over time, scary. as people colonized together and empires grew, 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 um, fear became more based upon a... Uh, I just want to put in there that if you type in red bandana in L.A., Go ahead. Type it in the 1970s Chicano movement. I know. I was just. I was just saying it's being. Propagated. Bring it up, anyway, Jamie. Bring it up, Jamie. If you look at <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, Jamie, pull that shit up. Yeah, Jamie, pull that shit up. Listen, when thing, uh, as it moves on, it became a, it became a skin color thing, an issue of fear of the unknown based upon skin color. When in reality, if we get over this fear of something being different as bad and realize that different is good. Because you get to learn, you get to experience, you get to see. That is when we will overcome these issues. Well, I don't think you should go into it thinking it's either good or bad. You should go into it open-minded, you The know? problem is, is that it's been propagated in society well, yeah, through thousands I... of years. And then it became not... It's the fear of the unknown. Right. And then it became on this that, color you know, base, which any, is totally stupid. Any and change. Has no value. Anything outside the normal to anybody is going to be... You're going to be apprehensive. You know what I mean? You're going to be uncomfortable. School, but the problem is, is you can learn to... To be yeah. comfortable. Well, that's your mindset going into the situation, though. I don't think everyone is programmed that way. I think no, you can I know, be, but I'm saying you can be taught and put in a community and a society that promotes values, that promotes these good things. Yeah, but 
a lot of people, you know, are not. Or not, yeah. And they're either they're either brought up a certain way and they stick to that, or they're brought up a certain way and they're saying, Screw my parents, I'm just gonna oppose them for whatever reason. I'm gonna have opposite ideologies as them because they tried to put this on me, you know? Versus, okay, I'm gonna see what is out there, what are the yeah. options for me to choose from, you know, whether it's politics or sports, you know, whether it's prejudice, like, yeah. however you're brought up, you're going to be brought up a certain way, whether it's you're prejudiced, like, your family's prejudiced, your family's racist, or your family's open to everybody, and you have to choose whether you think this is right or wrong. Okay. And that's a decision as... Do you, you think know, it's that easy to make the decision, though? It depends. Or do you think it's it depends. It's very situational. Well, you also have to see that you're doing it yourself. You have to, like... Because, look, my issue with this is that a society, going back to the quote, a society without prejudice would resemble an organism without reflexes. It would be a monster incapable of living. I think that's right. Okay? Because if we need to realize that people look at other people and they have a bunch of different thoughts that rush them based upon experience, and I understand that. But the difference is, is that... A, tr- a better society would teach that difference is okay. To realize that there's cores right there. Relax, young Padawan. Got a long way to go, man. What was I saying? Something about society. Like, difference is okay. Oh, different. If we re- if we actualize and normalize that being different is okay. That if we sit at this table and look at each other, right? No four of us is really the same background. No four of us has a similar, like, cultural thing. But we can all sit here and respect each other. And we can come together and realize, like, that's the beauty of being humans, is that we're so different in so many ways. And teach that 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 is the beauty of it. And that being a good person is actually the determinant factor in life and, like, living life. And get rid of these nasty prejudices. That was the loudest fucking crack ever. <laughs> we get rid of those nasty prejudices of life. Oddly satisfying. We could move forward ASMR. and be a progressive society. And we could actually live with prejudices. Because prejudices would be based upon your own interactions. They'd be pure. Because you're not taught to hate people. You're not taught to dislike things. You're right. taught to promote these. Well, yeah, I don't think you should be taught to, like, automatically assume somebody is something by the way they dress or the color of their skin or whatever. But, you know, like, back to my, you know, example first when you got on this topic, you know, if personally you see a guy stab somebody and they're wearing a red shirt, in the back of your mind, you know, you're walking down the street at night and somebody's wearing a red shirt, you're going to be skeptical of them. Does that, ma- does that mean you automatically assume that they're going to stab you? No, but you might, I don't think it's wrong to be skeptical. You know what I'm saying? I, I could understand Like, you don't that. have to yeah, say, oh, guess, I'm not yeah. going to talk to anybody that's ever worn a red shirt, but, like, you're not going to be able to control your own thought process of, like, this is I think my personal experience, I, and this is the way I've experienced I would under, things. No, no, no. I understand. Like, so I'm going to be skeptical the next time I'm probably a common occurrence, but I would say, too, that there's some people who get therapeutic help, and then they, therefore, aren't scared or have that skepticism of 
someone wearing something or yeah. like a similar encounter. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's... Tyler's KO'd. <laughs> I don't think it's wrong to say somebody is skeptical of a certain area or a certain, you know, whatever, certain yeah. r- certain color of shirt or whatever it may be. Like, if you've had a personal experience that has emotionally traumatized you, like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you can get therapy and stuff, but, like, you're going to be skeptical. But yeah. at the end of the day, you have to work through that, whether it's with yourself or with a trained yeah, you know, professional. professional. Like, I don't think it's wrong to be skeptical of things based on your personal experiences. But if yeah. you're going to take everything yeah. everything from the media and just be a sheep, then, yeah, that's where it's wrong. When you're just basing it on solely what other people say and you've never experienced it personally, that's – you'd say that with anything, you know? You can't just listen to anything the media says. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to do some back backup research because half the time whatever they're saying is BS. Yeah, the media You're, itself is a dangerous game. And oh, yeah, it it's all no for views. It's all, all for views. Yeah. Whatever whatever is the headline is that's most intriguing, you know, you'll say a whole paragraph quote and they'll, they'll quote you on five words five, and yeah. take it out of context. Yep. And then that's actually happened to me before, but I don't really want to talk about it right now. <laughs> Um, FBI open up so uh, <laughs> do you guys want to Dan do you want to go get the yeah, I can go stuff get and then um, I'm going to ask you guys another question oh you're going to ask while I'm gone <laughs> damn all right. fine we'll do the ad right. no we don't pause it um, I'll ask him a personal question go get the do stuff do you want the beer oh, so I have two beer like things and then but two only two of them Okay, I want one of them, and you <laughs> want one of them. All right. Oh. They're the bums. They're the guests. We should get them. You're supposed to treat... Are you a good host? But who's Yeah, but this is, is the it? authentic experience, and it's really my, sh- like, segment on this show. Oh, it's highly Like, when available. Daniel has a segment, then he can... What? He can, you know, determine that, but I, I feel like doing it myself. All right. So, uh, first off, today's ad read is brought to you by... An Instagram page that goes by Armand Reviews Food. <laughs> Armand Reviews Food is uh, myself, Armand, reviewing food around the world, actually. Around, I've gone, <laughs> around Southern California. Around primarily. Southern California? No, I went to Europe and I have a few reviews in a few so different countries. Southern California. Who knows where I could be? I could be in Mexico by the end of this week. Are you going to me? <laughs> What do you mean you I don't know, eat? but you never know. Continuing on, Armand Reviews Food. Uh, you can find it on Instagram. Some good memes on there. Um, me trying different places. Tyler, what's your favorite food? Mm. Talk into the mic, Fulia. <laughs> I don't know. Favorite food, that's tough. These are, these, are, these are the real Give hard. Give him the family food. Hey, this guy, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler has texted me and said to me a few times, hey, I want to be on the podcast. And then we ask him a question he can't answer. Brad, what's your That's favorite food? That's a hard-hitting question. I mean... What, like what's, a, a food, what's a food that you feel like when you're having a tough day, like you just want to sit home I mean, and I'm, have it there? I'm going to be honest. Like My go-to is In-N-Out, man. Yeah. Number one from In and Out, grilled onion, no tomato. If I'm feeling a little spicy, throw some chopped chilies on it. Yeah. Like I literally eat there four times a week. It's yeah. not good, but 
not good for the health, but it's amazing. But if I'm like... Yeah, but you're like 150 pounds of muscle, as you said to me an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, that's the metabolism. That's genetics. I don't know about that. I can't put on a pound if I tried. So if we're talking about if I had to eat a meal the rest of my life, and not just at a restaurant, like yeah. if you said you have to eat this meal every day of your life, yeah. I think I'd be in and out. The consistency really? is so high. Yeah, that's it's true. So, it's affordable. You know, it's like eight bucks for a full meal. You eat, eat there twice a day. And I... I've never had bad in and out. Yeah. Like, really. I've had times where I'm like, oh, this cold. is pretty good. Huh? They didn't even get cold. But I've never went to in and out and, no, like, yeah, that was fine. gross. You know what I mean? Like, it's always been very, right, very good and, mine. for the most part, fresh. But if we're yeah. talking about, like, if I'm going to, a, like, a restaurant. Schleck. Yeah. If I'm going to a restaurant, like, I want some steak and mac and cheese and maybe a little veggies on the side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you want it I, to be a nice meal. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with a nice steak my, and a good side. Sorry, my mom asked if you guys wanted to try... She made this the Jewish New Year cake, so if you guys want to... I'll try like oh, a tiny, shit. tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, tiny, tiny, tiny bit. It's called honey cake. It's just... I'll just I, try I'm tiny, still recording this, so I'm just yeah. saying, so we're getting this live. That's fine. All but, right, um, so here, here we... All right, look. Let me, let me finish this up. Finish up. what you got to say. But you know what I mean? Like, you can't go wrong... Like, just tell me... You've been you've been a masters, right? Beast, bro. You've been a masters, right? Or a good steakhouse? Nah, you get a, been, yeah, I've been to. A few yeah, you get a you get a good you steak. Ever steak cooked on a salt plate, Pittsburgh style. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think yeah, I have. But um, you get a good steak, medium rare. You know, you have a good side with you. Yeah. Some mashed potatoes, some mac and cheese. You really can't go wrong with that. You yeah, really can't. Hundred percent. And I. Like, I don't know how people mm-hmm. go vegan. Like, props to you, but I, I don't think I could go three days without meat if I tried. Really? I, I honestly don't think I could. Do you think you could go vegan? You think you could go vegan for a month? Because let me, let me explain You think you could go vegan for a month? That's no cheese. That's no eggs. Yeah, that's I, no I milk. Mean, that's nothing all the shit animal. I eat, but I could do it. Nothing animal. I don't think you could do it. A month. I don't have the willpower to a do it. A month that. straight. No eggs, no meat. What's the date no today? Milk. What's the date? You couldn't today? do it. What's the date today? I'd be willing to put money and you got honor code. Give it to me January first. <laughs> January first. January first to oh, January thirty so first. BS New New Year's resolution. No, because I have shit look, you can't tell me during look. Halloween season is the prime time for candy. Cause on my street no one comes. I live on that single cul-de-sac. There's literally barely any kid well now there's some kids. There's barely any kids. I get a shit ton of candy then. Then there's Thanksgiving. Then there's multiple Thanksgivings. I might be going to Big Bear now. You never know. Then there's Christmas. And then there's New Year's. Like, that's all shitty eating times. That is sweater weather because you put on sweaters because it conceals how much weight you gain during those times. Uh, you gotta let it all hang out. That's an accomplishment right there. No. That shows you're eating good. That's also why I don't have a, really have a favorite food. Okay, what's Just like a top, top four food? Like top, some, what's your comfort food? Like what's something you want on a good day? Holy shit. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Mama Churns for giving us a delicious homemade cake. Jewish holiday cake. Yum shout out to all the Jews out there. Um, that's why the episode is happy birthday to Jew. I mean, In a non-offensive way, food. like 100%. You can't, you can't. Can never go wrong with the burger. Burger or, or breakfast. Hits. What burger? Anything breakfast. Right. Five Guys or No, Vito on Five Guys. Way too I expensive. I like Five Guys. It's good, but it's not $13. It's more craft burger. What about 
It's all right. You oh, know, bro, if I'm going to a restaurant, I know you do. Okay, I'm that going, cake is looking really fucking. If I'm good. going to a restaurant and getting this a burger, like I'm a going to Ireland. Type. It's yeah. It's so hard. we're having two. Oh, Armand's reviews food on this episode. All right. So this is the first review, ladies and gents. This wasn't the secret. Hold on. Let me intro this so I can. Someone should record this right now too. Like video. Yeah. Trying to get out your phone. I don't want to do it online. <laughs> just kidding. We won't do it. We'll just do this. So, no, all no, right. video. Video. Go on, this is going to go on Armand's Finsta. If you know, you know. No, it will actually go on the food reviews page. And probably our Instagram. And one yeah, last point. Yeah, it could go on And it might go on one, one last point. Are you going to film it, Dan, or what? Who yeah, are we doing yeah, Daniel's already had it. Phone. He's touching it with his dirty ass hands. What are you talking about? I wash my hands all the time. All the time. Did you wash your book while you're Okay. <laughs> all right. That's not Should we do That's this? What? Alright, who's uh, filming this? Daniel's gonna film it. He's already had it. Yeah, I'm not Okay, that's actually perfect. Tyler just yeeted a piece yeah, of it. Yeah, Tyler's already so broken into the cake. We're having a... What is this called, Cherny? Just film it. Uh, Let me put my beanie on so I don't it's just called. It's just honey cake. You have it on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So uh, that's the so Jewish the New, New Year, Year and just after the New Year and then yeah. the Jewish holiday. So yeah. it's like it's like a once-a-year thing, though. It's like, this is it's like a Hispanic family making tamales on Christmas. Sure. All right. I don't really know much about Christmas, but um, <laughs> no. You all know right. What I mean? Just it's this. like this is like the delicacy. It's like latkes on Hanukkah, right? Like your mom makes them once a year. This oh, is made yeah. once a year. Yeah, it's yeah. like so this is this. a big deal. It's yes. a one, once it's a in a year thing. Year thing. Yeah. Okay. And it's almost Dan's birthday. All right. All right. Here we are. Welcome to uh, another edition. This is not the intro. Uh, all right. Here we are. Uh, we're at <laughs> Daniel's house. Uh, we're gonna do a special food review. Uh, there's actually going to be two food reviews. The second one's going to be on my podcast. You can go check it out at one last point. Um, first review, though, is going to be Daniel's mom made a delicious honey cake, which is served at um, Rosh Hashanah. And- <laughs> 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 yeah. It's served around Rosh Hashanah <laughs> and Yom Kippur. <laughs> uh, and I have special guests Tyler and Brad who are doing an episode of one last point with us so here we're gonna do it we're gonna do a one, one bite, bite in Everybody unison knows the rules. in unison yeah just eat it all right three two, two one, one. <laughs> okay, some more for you. all right mm. one bite everybody knows the rules it's like bread <laughs> tyler is killing me all right brad what's your score this is awful podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> That's Brad. You 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 brought the hard. It's pretty interesting. Questions. It's like kind of like a almost like a pound cake, but it's a little sweeter than most pound cakes. You know. I'm like ASMRing the mic. Yeah. This with a glass of milk though, right before bed. Oh. I tell you that. Give the score for the that'd video. Be deli- that'd be delicious. <laughs> All right, so score. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a seven point one. Tyler. It's above average for sure. Put it in the books, Jamie. Fuck you. Hurry <laughs> up, guys. Come on. Trying to, trying to right, save it. This is the end. Tyler's score doesn't count. <laughs> it's delicious. It's an 8.1. It's sweet. It's Our savory. going with the 8.1. It has like a nice crumble to it. 8.1. Put it in the books. 8.1. Okay, get up. Perfect. All right, that's the review. All right, on that was the first review, but we still have a mystery review coming up for you shortly. Yeah, well, honestly, yeah, this bread is up. really fucking good. It's good. It Like, a glass of milk, I'm telling you. Yeah. Dude, Probably it was great. It off. So this is actually the first year my mom made it. My grandma usually makes it, but my grandpa's 
in the hospital right now, so mm. but my mom made Prayers it. Prayers up for Grandpa Sharon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speedy recovery. She she was surprised because she looked up four different recipes. You actually make coffee and pour it into it. Really? Yeah. I can taste so it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a hint of it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's move into the next review. <laughs> So, All right. who wants like to that? describe what we have? I mean, I bought I, it. I'll, 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 this I'll, is my gift to Daniel. I will, uh, Brad, tell I will give the introduction. Hey, can you? So, for those of you who don't know, no, we're kind of beer it. connoisseurs. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't you say, Armand? We're, we're sort of beer connoisseurs, you know? Yeah, we are. I end up drinking Coors Light at the end of the day. Oh, shit. That's but that's just because, you know, price versus power. But today... In honor of uh, Daniel's birthday, we have a very special beer on tap. Damn, this smells good. I told you. From uh, King's Brewery in Rancho Rancho Cucamonga, Cucamonga, California. We're going to have a beer, though. It's it's the peach. That is not how you pour beer. So it's actually a peach cream. Peach Passion Colada Rose from King's Brewery. Yeah. And it is 7% alcohol, so it's, you know, it'll get the job done. It, it honestly... And this is the first time all of us are trying this, so we're... No, Armand's had it before. Not this I didn't one. have this flavor. He didn't have this, this one, like but this he's got a similar beer, so, so... usually it's served a little colder than what we have here, but it's, it should it's be good It's pretty cold, still. so we're gonna, you know, it right. looks pretty hefty, honestly. Right. It looks almost, Everyone, almost like one, a slushy so for 7-Eleven. One, one sip, second, one everybody second. Everybody knows the rules. Sorry, I was giving the intro. I got to pour my Yeah, I don't know why you're giving the intro. This is your show. You told me to. You literally said, Brad. Actually, yeah, you did. Hold up, gotta pour it. I'm gonna pour do it quick, it. man. All right, so we're all gonna drink this. One sip. And we'll start out with Daniel. We'll go clockwise, and then. All right, one sip. Everybody one knows sip, the rules. Everybody knows the rules. I'm Let's giving get a score. All right, I guess I'll go first. That was a lot of lip smacking. I had to get the full experience. Um. I'm gonna be honest. As far as beer goes, it's not very beery. It's not hoppy. It's not weedy. It's almost like you're drinking a juice from nectar. You know, it's very That's sweet. That's exactly what I said. It's very sweet. It's very light. I like it. It definitely. If it's seven percent, like it says it is, it's gonna get the it job is. done. It's gonna get the job done. You have two, three of these. You know, you're gonna be feeling it. Um, for a beer, it's a little pricey. But, um, I don't even know how much it was. I just swiped my card. <laughs> it's a little pricey, under, but under if we're, website. if we're excluding price out of the equation, I'm going to give it an 8.2. Tired in the books. So I don't know. Brett said he just tasted sweet. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting more sour than sweet. Yeah, I'm getting some sour too. I say, uh. It's, it's a little sweet. bitter. It's kind of like. Tastes like a sour sour. glass of orange juice. Um, I feel like I could I could have this for breakfast. That's what I'm saying. It's like a juice. <laughs> yeah. So what's the score? Score. I'll give it a. I'll give it a seven and a half. It'll get you fucked up and it goes down smooth. That's all we can ask for. Oh, you want me to go first? Well, we'll last. But yeah. Well, you didn't go. Why not? Right, turn go. Uh, um. I don't know. Honestly, like. I think it's a little too sour for me. Like, not too sour for me, but I... I don't know. I'm just... I don't think like, you drink it's, enough. It's really easy to... It's really easy it's to drink. Yo, is yeah. it, is it allowed to go to... Am I allowed to go to the bathroom in the middle yeah, of the podcast? Yeah, just go. Yeah, just go. Uh, it's really easy to drink. You to bring your mic with you. 
Yeah, I'll bring my mic into the bathroom. <laughs> Just like one on COD. Uh, anyways, I think it's it's really easy to drink, but it's not not my favorite. Not my no. favorite. And I actually really like it compared to the other ones. I had an acai one. Mm. Tasted very acai. I think it's also because I don't like peach though that much. I honestly just asked for their most popular one. Yeah. And that's what this no, is. No, yeah, no, that's chill. And, like, it's good. Like, But it's, it's not it's, your cup of tea. It's not, like, yeah, it's, it's not, not your something cup of tea. that I would probably get a different flavor. Yeah, I could, I could understand that. Yeah, so, Dan, 54 minutes to your birthday. Yeah. What was your greatest birthday experience? My greatest birthday experience. Whew. I don't know, but all I remember is my... I have remembering spots of my birthday last year. That was really fun. Well, you want you want to tell us about that? Or yeah, no? bro, I'll tell you about that. We uh, I turned twenty one, so I decided I was gonna take some shots throughout the day, have some fun with the boys, had some shots before dinner, went to dinner with some frat dudes. Got to close the door all the way, Brad, so that my dad doesn't wake up. Sorry. Um, very professional office here. Anyways, um, had some shots all day with the frat, well, some of my frat boys, um, we played some dive, fucking went off, um, then we went to Korean barbecue, I yeah. remember you were there, Josh was there, did you go, Brad? I think so. That's Cameron, right. I think, showed up too, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, um, from Redlands. Yeah, um, yeah, we had Korean barbecue, and then we went back to my apartment to the apartment that I was living in we had a fucking crazy ass party that I don't remember any of oh. but it was a great night it was a really fun night yeah. you better my last year yeah there's still right there Josh wrote on my thing happy birthday Dan we love you litter squad and it's still there from last oh, year oh I was there yeah. yeah we all were there yeah, yeah. I was there that was like when yeah. I came back from the dead yeah I think I revived myself Tyler what was your favorite birthday memory Wait, you didn't give a score for this. Sorry. That's a good question. What am I going to give this a score? That's honestly You're the leading truth. everyone in... Okay. I just tried to move past it. Honestly, this is an 8.4. It's really tasty. If you like juice, um, this is right up your alley. Yeah. 8.4. Very solid. It, this one's much better than my like other It reminds me of drinking ones. tangerines, bro. Like, it feels like I'm drinking a tangerine. Not going to lie. I am a big fan of this though. I like this. It's very awful for you, but I'm a big fan. Really? Awful. Come on. Beast Brawl's back. That what? was like hate. That was hate. This episode is like this like is we had five hate. we had five people who used to watch this show. After this episode, <laughs> there's gonna be two. <laughs> it's gonna be me and Daniel <laughs> by ourselves. No, so we're Grant, actually gonna. No, get... I think the boy Grant would still be watching it and listening to it. Where are you on? Alright, Tyler, what are we on? Sorry. Grant's been listening. Grant's been listening. Yeah, Grant's been listening. So shout out to Grant, honestly. Yeah, yeah, Grant. Grant on the podcast. He's a better guest than me and Brad, I'm sure. (laughs) Whoa, this is coming from the guy who said a total of 10 words tonight. Like I said, he's a better guest than me and Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alright, I have more questions for you. Wait, wait, wait. No, we didn't finish the segment. We're on the birthday. Birthday, that's birthday. birthday. Well, this is a very free-form podcast. Well, you can't cut us off. You know how it goes, Daniel. You asked him, and he didn't even answer. All right, Tyler, what was your best birthday? My best birthday? I don't know. Who can you remember? 
Alright, alright. There was no point in my best birthday memory. There was no point. My best birthday party. Tyler could have literally made up like the greatest story ever and everyone would have believed it. I'll tell you. But he elected to choose. I don't Man, remember. my memory kind of sucks. Like, right, I'll tell you my best memory Too many concussions that happened on my birthday. Not football. best birthday, like, party per se, but I've said this before and I'll say it again. January 22nd, 2006, oh. Kobe Bryant dropped 81 mm. points against the Toronto Raptors on my 8th birthday, and that was pretty badass. And I still remember it because I was watching the game at my house, and I still remember that to this day. Rest in peace, Kobe. That was badass. Definitely rip Kobe. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that it was crazy. Did was it that the didn't who's was on someone's birthday is when he tore his Achilles and went out and shoot the free throws? No, I was at that game. Oh, I was at, at the, the game. game. It wasn't okay. on my birthday. I was at the game with my older brother. It was crazy. Nobody knew what happened to him. Yeah. They just saw he got injured and then he came back and shot the free throws. Yeah. And actually like if you ever watch um Spectrum Sports now, which is the Lakers broadcast channel, in the like top ten you know, Kobe moments, it's up there. Like, they, like, designate... You're in it? I'm not in it. I mean, I'm in the nosebleeds, but uh, in the top ten moments, that's one of, like, it's, like, number seven or something. Some... Like, to tear your Achilles and yeah. come back in your fight, at that point, that's that was pretty late in the season. Like, there was a few games left. Yeah, I remember. And they those. were fighting for the eighth seed. They were fighting to get in the playoffs. To tear your Achilles and come back on the floor knowing that you're probably not going to even play in the playoffs and you have to sink these free throws for your chance to have... A, for your team to have a chance to make the playoffs and you sink both of them. Yeah. That's pretty fucking badass yeah, in my opinion. And nobody knew. Like on the way home, me and my brother, like, what happened to him? We're listening to, you know, on AM AM radio. Yeah. We're like, what happened to him? And you no. go home and we watched it and he's like he still gives an interview, which is one thing I love about Kobe. You know, they'd lose by thirty, whatever, he would always give an interview. Yeah. He towards the kids gives an interview. Not yeah. like some of these guys who lose and salty and they don't want to give an interview. Yeah. No, always I give agree. an interview. There's I feel like a lot of more basketball players are seen as leadership models. Like, Let me say this, though. The NBA has the greatest marketing uh, for sports because their players, like, when you see them on the court, you see their body. You see yeah. every part of them. Um, you can recognize their face. Oh, yeah. NFL players are covered by a face mask. Unless you see their picture in the little bottom, they're more marketable with their helmet on. NHL, no one even knows them, you know? MLB. Nobody like, even watches it. I mean, and no one watches the, the MLB, and you can't even market Mike Trout, who's the best player to almost ever play. Yeah, NBA definitely the has debatably the biggest platform in the world, <laughs> in the U.S. for sure, debatably the world. Yeah. So you see what I mean? Like, basketball will always do well at that. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, well, enough about basketball. Let's get into your next point. Hey, you had something. Like All right. Here's another... Uh, this is actually another one of my... Conundrum. Another this one of my favorite... This episode. is my favorite... Another another last point. This is one of my... Last point. This is my one last point. No, um, this is one of my Any favorite... Last points are there. This has been fine. <laughs> this is one of my favorite historians. Science may set limits to knowledge, but should not set limits to imagination. Say that again one time. Bertrand's. Bertrand Russell. Science may set limits to knowledge, but should not set limits to imagination. That's like what we were talking about with Omid, how we were trying to yeah. like... Yeah. What do you think? 
Definitely. I mean, this, that's basically what this show's been about so far. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this philosopher. He's a he's not te- he's technically a philosopher, but he <laughs> he doesn't he, have a degree, but no, he, he's, he's accredited. No, he's actually a history professor that um, wrote this book in the seventies. I want to say eighties. Um, that covered the history of philosophy, and he wrote like what would like blurbs of like why philosophy was tailored towards this like this region. Um, and he actually helped, like, when I read his book, I read it, um, in the summer of last year, just kind of skimmed through, read a couple chapters, but I learned so much about, like, the connections between language Mm -hmm. and how we have a symbolic language or written language through that book. Mm -hmm. So to me, when I read that science may set limits to knowledge, it is exactly what we're saying. Like, science begins to define things and characterize them, Mm -hmm. um, organize them. But philosophy... But even, but even so, like, if we don't have imagination, then there's, we just start falling into the limit. Well, I mean, imagination creates science. True. They're... True, but if we, if we negate imagination too much in the teaching of science, there's going to be no progression. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, somebody has to have an idea to advance. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But, like, the thing with science in general is a lot of things are hypothetical or theoretical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how are we here and why are we here? Nobody can prove that. They have theories. It's called the, you know, there's the big thing, Big Bang Theory. That's the most prominent one, like how the universe came. That's a great show. Just kidding. (laughs) That is not a good show. (laughs) That's the most prominent, you know, scientific theory to how we are here today and why the universe the way it is the way it is but in reality it's still a theory because they can't prove it it's the most you know generally accepted theory yeah do you believe in the big bang theory honestly like i don't know like is it plausible yeah i guess but like what do you believe in brad i mean personally like i don't know i'm religious so i think there's some form of divine intervention you know what is divinity hmm what is divinity in that case? I mean, like, a god, you know, a monotheistic god that created the universe. But at Why the, do you believe in monotheism over just, any other faith practice? It just seems plausible to me and believable. But at the end of the day, even if you believe in God or, you know, whatever religion you may be, at the end of the day, there's some point of beginning that you just have to establish as, okay, this is... This is the factual base. Is that you rationalizing it, or is that you actually believing that there is something? I'd say it's a hybrid of both, because even if you're, a, even if you have a doctor in, you know, biology and stuff, yeah. you have to, at some point, you have to establish in your mind, you have to accept for fact, it started here, and it just spawned out of nowhere, because there's no explanation so, for how everything was created. Even if you believe in the Big Bang Theory, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Big Bang Theory is essentially, you know, all the matter in the universe was compiled into one point, and then eventually it got so dense, it blew up and expanded into a universe, or multiple universes. Right. Well, where did that, where did that matter come from? Something had Let to create that matter. Let me explain to you what me and Daniel have actually already talked about on this podcast. The Big Bang is essentially a theory on energy. That point in which you're talking about, as Tyler is KO'd, that point in the Big Bang is just one point of mass energy. 
Until one point it exploded and the energy right. just Right, but where did expanded. that energy come from? That one point. But and where that, did that one point come from? It's a collective you can't, point of energy. You can't establish and the, where that idea came from or when it came from. The Big Bang you don't know. It's something knows. that's untraceable because of the decimation of the Big Bang. Also, in like if you're talking about before the Big Bang, that's it's before just, like the time, like before time was even established. And that's what we're saying. Time is a construct. We've established that. As yeah, but a, that, that's going back to my point. Context. You guys are kind of like reiterating my point that you can't prove where the initial start was. Right, and this is what it is. There's and no I was actually there's talking no about this with Grant. No proof, called there me. never will be proof. Let me of let me it. say this, Brad. It's it's this is the idea of religion and spirituality and faith. They, as I've said before, they're often spoken together but misconstrued. That is sour. They are three individual concepts. But look, when you live your life, you realistically can choose between two paths, and those two paths are the land that uh, the land. That the world is enchanted or the world is disenchanted. I'd like no, to believe that it's enchanted. enchanted that's more right? fun. That's a choice. <laughs> you believe in that choice. And that's how I believe it. I believe, honestly, I'd rather... I've rationalized this this. I am not going to argue any argument with faith or spirituality or any yeah. of those things because it's too personal. But I will realize, like, my, I have it because I would rather live in a world that, like, being a good person rewards me eternally rather than negates me and right, and right, my right. and grant grant can well i mean i want to finish this real quick all right then you can say your point for okay. sure sorry but then grant was explaining this to me that it's game theory it's like there's eternal gain and minimal loss for believing right in religion and that, minimal minimal loss say. or minimal gain and minimal loss for not believing so it's like why would you not take the, the path that has yeah, this. And that, that's one theory on it. That's kind of been, like, my ideology, too. Like, like not to, like, you know, diss anybody or whatever they believe or don't believe in, but it's, like, what's the point in being atheist or whatever whatever you want to call yourself that doesn't believe in anything? Tyler. You know what I mean? Like, you know, okay. if... Whatever religion you may be, it's pretty, it's pretty pessimistic and pretty sad to imagine when I die, it's over. And personally, I don't think the human mind can even comprehend nothing. You can comprehend you closing your eyes and it being black. You know what I mean? Like that's not nothing. That's that's still like the absence of everything. Your human, the human brain cannot comprehend the absence of everything. And well, is that because we're trained to not it, it, understand it because language because, can't describe the feeling? Well, you of just nothing. have never experienced it. You have never experienced it. Have you ever felt loss of nothing? Have you ever experienced ego death? Huh? You're gonna have to elaborate ego on death. that. You have to elaborate. I already need to pull up ego death. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, let me finish my thing. Trini, did you experience ego death? Kind of fun. Doesn't have to be serious. All no, the time. we can get fun at the it's end. It's not. This is the point of fun. This podcast is centered around the quest for knowledge, Tyler. It's the idea of learning beyond like what the daily thing is. Learning someone else's perspective, learning each other's perspective, growing. That's the point of this. I don't know. I just got centered. So I just got censored. <laughs> I don't know for God that. damn it, Tyler! Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get fucking censored. <laughs> Tell me when we're getting hot mic. We are hot mic'd right now. Oh. 
God. As I was saying. Tyler's getting censored for being a bot. That's as I was saying, everybody for. just shut up and let me finish my rant and then we can move on. No as I was saying, it's pretty sad and pessimistic to think there's nothing after this. I feel like, at worst, believing in something, you, you sacrifice a very minimal amount and your life is, you know, debatably exponentially better. Yeah. Like, if you believe in something, you believe you're working towards something after this, whatever that religion may be, you know what I mean? You're building towards something, like something yeah. positive. And, I don't know, I feel like most religions promote, like, a good moral code, you know what I mean? Like, I'd say generally most religions say don't kill, don't steal, don't yeah. lie. Like, you know, you're trying to be a better person. And I feel like if you generally follow that code of conduct you're going to live a better life, whatever, like I said, whatever religion that may be, for the most part, you're going to be being, trying to become a better person than you as are. As long as you're not following realism like our minds. I'm not realing, bro. I'm That's not a realist. You know what I mean, though, like, realism. You obviously don't listen to the podcast because we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bum. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather, Tyler, Tyler, I'd rather believe, I'm I'd rather believe, Tyler, hey, I gotta say something right Real now. Real quick, and, and everyone really hold me one, to one last right, point right, on the right. topic. One last point on the topic. You said Brad says one last point. One last point on the topic. I'd rather believe in something and be wrong than believe in nothing and be right. Yeah. One so last too. point. But you won't one know if you're point. right or wrong because I, I will when I die. I'm just I'll saying. I'll find out. You won't remember. Tyler. <laughs> you're, you're never coming back as a recurring guest to this podcast. Really? All right. He's, he's been done. What do you have to say, man? Give me something. How are, what are you feeling right now? I have a good question. Sure. What? You, <laughs> I'm pretty can. tired. Okay. This could, oh, my God. What? How does it feel to become an uncle? Uh, it feels pretty good, I guess. Talk into the mic, you bum. <laughs> feels pretty good, I guess. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting, I'm sure. You know? Yeah. Oh I mean, my I had an uncle. god, this shit tastes like me, lemon rinds. So. Let Brad, let, oh my gosh, never Dude, again. This is what I'm talking about. See, Brad just overshadows everybody, so that's why I can't talk, because he just goes on constantly. It. Drink it, drink talk, oh my gosh. Well, Brad, welcome we to, to one last Yeah, welcome to one last point. I think we're going to have to never air this episode, and it Agreed. will just be an archived episode. Agreed. <laughs> if this doesn't get aired, I will. No, I can't get to I won't say it. Oh my gosh. Okay. You need to have Brad on separately without me. Because he just over, over, goes over. You literally, this guy has literally never even went forward to his mic. He's been passed out on his chair for the past two hours. And he's blaming <laughs> me for not talking. Well, like, yeah, somebody back me up on this. Somebody back me up on Going this. off on a tangent every like... What do you mean it's for, not a tangent? Armand's for, like, literally... an hour out of time. Armand is bringing up subjects and we're talking about them. <laughs> It's <laughs> just you got on a rant. Yeah, because that's what happens when you have something relevant to say about the topic. <laughs> You've got to say everything. <laughs> I'm going to reiterate, Armand said Tyler's never invited back. <sighs> okay, let's regroup here. I'm not knowledgeable enough. Tyler, about what do you what do you want to talk opinion. about then? What do you have that you want to give to the people of the world? What knowledge do you have to give? 
What do other people know more Tyler, about? Tyler, tell us about your your poke your online poker career. <laughs> tell you tell you it's very short lived. <laughs> <laughs> well tell us about it. I don't know. Online poker is it's strange. Yeah, what is online it's poker? A lot more math How did you find numbers. it? How did you get involved? Give us the details. How did I find I mean who doesn't know about poker? That's how I found it. Cheers. Cheers. Alright. Online poker. So everyone knows it, apparently. What website do you go on? What did you do? What happened? Just went on, like, any online poker website that I could get on. It's a lot more, like, numbers-based than reading people. You kind of just want to use optimal strategy. Okay. What What do you mean by that? Well... If you're playing, like, live poker, you can somewhat read people. Like, say, you can kind of tell someone is has a strong hand. Yeah. Or they're rem- representing a strong hand. Yeah. Whereas online poker is a lot more variant. Yeah. Because you get no reads on anybody. You're really only playing your own two cards. Okay. So that's why there's really high variance with online poker. So how much did you put in? I put in... $20. Very minimal deposit. Very minimal deposit. What's that, like, at one... How much is that one table or two tables? How much is uh, that play? It depends. Well, I usually play tournaments, uh, which they have different buy-ins. Some of them are, like, $3, $6 to buy What's the What's the difference between a tournament and just walking up to a table? Well, with a cash game, you can just leave whenever you want. Say, if you um, double your money, you can just leave. Yeah. Well, the tournament, you're there till the end, so you either lose or you win. Okay. And how many tournaments have you won? Have <laughs> I won? I don't know. Maybe you know, over ten. So it's how much? How much did you ca- How much? How much did you win with this? Well, I, I turned twenty bucks into two thousand. Two thousand dollars. But I cashed out thirteen hundred. It's pretty good. And you just been playing with the rest. Well, I haven't been playing recently, but I was. Yeah. And like I said, it's really high variance. So sometimes, you know, you'll just be undefeatable. Yeah. And then other times, you'll have, like, pocket aces and you'll lose to everything. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, Tyler, thank you for educating us on something. See, you have some stuff to tell the people. Um, Daniel, what do you, what do you have for us? Well, after that compelling story about how I can get rich quick on online poker, I'm really thinking about signing up so I can make oh, some yeah. money. Yeah. It's, what like, are you gonna it's do? either like stock market or online poker, and really, like, I'm thinking online poker is the better move here because. Why do you think people know. have more faith in online poker than they? Because do? they feel like they can. They then can like the system it. around them. They can control it more than the stock. Well, market. I'd say you definitely have more control. No, 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 no. You're the one making. No, why do you think more people would rather money. gamble their earnings? Then save them or invest them, yeah? Well, investing is a gamble as well. Uh, not really. Depending on what you invest in. Oh, it's definitely a gamble. Depending on how much money you do and what you're buying, no, it's The stock market is just high-stakes gambling. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. Then why is there literally sciences on how to invest in stocks and how to read... What are these sciences? I mean, economics. 
Economics okay, I mean, the... yeah, but it's not a straight line. No, but if economics the stock market is also just... a broad scale yeah. study of that. Okay, I can't tell you about jo- the exact. Josh thing. just get his fucking degree in, bro. He's doing the stock finance. Yeah, so it's finance. Yeah, but if the stock market economics. was exponentially just going upward, then why wouldn't nobody would be working? Okay, you but, have to be like, yeah, you have to be you have to educated your, on it yeah. and know what you're and doing. Most people and aren't. That's why there's they luck don't involved use the stock too. market. No, there's not. Yes, there's luck involved. You can. There's luck involved for people who want to get rich fast and want to do it. But if you, if you put your money in the right places, you will always your money will not you will yeah, go back down. Yeah, but there's no down. sure thing. It's like gambling on football. No, you could it's think not, you could think you investing cannot, in whatever you company. Can't call, you can't call gambling in the stock market the same thing. It's very similar. No, it's not. It is. You guys are <laughs> like yes, the stock market over time. I'm not sure about this, but I do have another theoretical question to ask that's off topic. All right, well, me and Brad could go back and forth on this because he loves gambling, so... I know, I like gambling, too. But it's definitely... stock market. It's high-stakes gambling. I'm going to do some some research more on this, and I'm going to fucking... Yes, it usually involves more educated guesses, but at the end of the day, you're picking stocks and guessing. All right. At the end of the day, you're picking stocks. Since Brad's overshadowing everybody. Yeah. Is conflict necessary in society? I mean, I think that's a pretty easy question. Yeah, it is necessary in society. Conflict? Brad? I mean, it depends. I would say yes. But it depends, like, what your definition of necessary is. It's no, it It's depends. inevitable. It's more like what his definition of conflict is. That too. All right, look. I'm gonna read it's you inevitable. something. I'm gonna read you something. I want you to just like kind of elaborate yeah. on it, right? I humanity's inevitable. history is the struggle to deviate away from what was eventually socially uh, accepted, the norms, into a deviant culture that brings the majority and minority together. So, humanity's history is the struggle to deviate away from what was currently socially accepted, the nor- like the norms, into a deviant culture that brings the majority and minority together. You guys think about that? Um, yeah. You want to read it again? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure Dan, Brad needs to read it again, too. I heard said, it. Humanity's history is the struggle to to deviate away from what was currently socially accepted into a deviant culture that brings the majority and minority together. Um, I would generally agree with that, yeah. Like, as a human race... Sorry, I'm playing with a Nerf gun in the room. As a human race, you're always striving to become better, be more innovative, be more educated, you know, make better things. So do you think that conflict, let's say, is a way to create deviance of the social norms? To kind of ratify what do we actually need to change to no. be better people? Mm. No. no. I mean, what do you conflict, think makes social change then? I don't think you need I don't think you need to have conflict. I think that you can if you I mean, basically like I was saying, it basically goes on your definition of what a conflict is. If your conflict is a discussion like we're having right now then that is something that I would say yes then that 
is good. But if but isn't everything essentially boiled down to a discussion about no what we accept accept as right and wrong? Think about it. Okay. What what is you can say you can say things that are are technically discussions, but they're not technically. What discussions. is technically not a discussion? When you're fucking, if you're gonna say let's fight to the death over who gets to own this land, that's not a conflict that I think is. Something. It's a conflict of ownership. Yeah. Therefore, it's a discussion of who actually owns this land. Yeah, but okay. So it it's, comes it, down to a discussion that boils past, which I, creates conflict okay, so then and let me physical action. It. Let me rephrase it. Yeah, then. let me rephrase it. Discussion let's with see. A, verb, a verbal, using verbal and using words to communicate instead okay. of actions. That's a conflict. No, that's how conflicts ideally I think would should be. ideally what you, and should be. Yes, I think conflict. What if that's not sufficient? What if that doesn't resolve the conflict? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you have more that's, people talk about Listen to this. This is what I'm saying. With that, what I just said, humanity's history is about deviance. So, there's an accepted social norm that have existed. Are you following, Tyler? Yes. Tyler. There's accepted social norms that have existed throughout history. Then there's deviant behavior. That deviant behavior causes the social norm to realize, like, is this counterculture that's going on against the norm, is that actually good? Or is it something that's negative to humanity? If it's good, it actually gets a I mean, you can look it. at you can look at like rock and roll music and Elvis Presley. Yeah. You know, the older people, they uh, weren't having it. Would you say that it was a good thing that that's happened? Exactly. It expanded music. It expanded right. people's way to express. It's just it's a perfect example of it. Or you can look at you can look at hip hop nowadays as well. If we're talking just talking about music. Well, look if you look in the nineties, it was a deviant thing, but now it's so pre- prevalent that like, popular music is hip hop and rap. Yeah, it's very um, situational, like most things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because morals, at the end, like depending, you know what you're talking about. It's very gray. Yeah. It's both subjective and objective. Like, I think the vast majority of people would say unwarranted murder is morally wrong. Uh, morally wrong. You know what I mean? But then there are things that aren't so black and white. Like, there's a lot of gray area, and that's where there is conflict. And, you know, whoever has the stronger motivation, stronger power is going to force their view on the other side but at this point in time i feel that we've advanced so far that any like real conflict something that's going to come down to war it's just at this point in time we're going to destroy everybody before we actually reach a resolution so i have a question this is going on this aristotle in explaining zoopolitikon okay you know, zoopolitikon is, is no. that the animal is like, or human is more animalistic and it's like being. Uh, yeah, um, I learned about that. But that he basically says that man being people, so the correct terms, I guess, today, that people have evolved better as they have moved and, or progressed in groups. Do you think that's true or do you think people make individual steps? You mean like me versus you versus a I'm saying society? Like this, this definition is that, that man right. has... It, so, has it, I'm going to read the way you So humans. That man has evolved better as it is moved or progressed in groups. 
So we're That's better true. off in groups. No, so it's what yes. it's saying is that, that when, by ourselves. When we created. Do you think that, and I'm asking you that question, exactly what you just said. Do we move better in groups or do you think we move better on our own? I would say in better in groups because, yeah. you know, I think if you have, say, 100 people and you survey them, what should we do? Right, we're 100 random humans, random yeah. selection. What should we do when this issue is pressing us? You get the major, you know, the majority opinion is gonna, you know, everybody's gonna yeah. vote or whatever, express their opinion on what should we we should do. And in my mind, you would think if you survey a random yeah. hundred people with all different whatever different qualifications, then you're gonna get the answer that is the well, most objective and the best for the group. Okay, so look. We've but talked that, about wait, sorry, okay, but yeah. that makes it more individual than as a team, because it, as a or as a committee or as a group. But that's the thought process, you know. I understand what you're saying. My issue is, look, we're going back and we're gonna lump all these together. Okay, we talk about zoo politicon. We talk about that. That we could probably agree that in some way or another, humans may f- move together and and they progress better when they are in groups. Society. Then we say society, looking at it, in order to change society and to make better of the rules and the norms of society, the ones that are agreed upon in which we can progress, there has to be someone that says that's wrong and make change against that. So therefore, conflict is better because conflict, as George Zimmel, is actually the sociologist, says conflict is necessary for the progression of society, so conflict is necessary because if we move in groups and we progress better as groups, if the groups within the if there's a big group and there's groups within the bigger group help progress the larger group, then society is moving forward. Man or people is moving forward. Right? So it's but then it makes it necessary and what I'm saying is, is like society is so sensitive like the rules in which we get and the way we think. Like if we're told that the man, going back to Brad's main point earlier in this episode, is Brad was saying we got the red shirt, right? Mm-hmm. If the collective says the man in the red shirt is bad, then people say the red shirt is fine. It's just a few bad, you know, a few bad people, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be that group to go against it in order for it to change the opinion and change the whole concept of the human group around it, around its thought. That's what I'm saying. Like, all of this is important to think, Tyler. All of it's important to think about. Like, as we do, as we move forward, as we, like, think about life, and we look at all these different, like, aspects of, like, humanities, we need to look at what society is telling us is going on. Because, like, I just asked you a few questions, and I feel like uh, this is my opinion. That's why I asked you them. Mm Kind of leading thing. It's kind of fucked up, but still. Because I wanted to say, like, all of this is connected to the point that society is so dangerous. Society is so resourceful because it gives us all this information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell whether, you know, sometimes the minority's right. Yeah. And sometimes the majority's right. And it's hard to tell what's morally right because it's very subjective in a lot of cases. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I feel like it comes down... Like, I feel like there's an overall line, like... 
human race code of morals. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That overrides you your personal biases. You think there is? Yeah. I think there's, like, some things. I don't think there is. I think I think there's an overlying... That I think overlying that there moral... Be. There's an overlying there moral code. There should be is different than there is. Yeah, though. I know. That's what I'm so, saying. But there's exceptions to everything. No, no but basically, Brad, not... M- most people are not moral, bro. Yeah. Would you say the, the definition moral? of moral is subjective too? So my yeah. definition might be different than yours. And I think, but to say, look, human, if you're going to say that something exists within human nature, because that is human nature, it has to be universal across all humans. Right, but I feel like we've come so far and have expanded so much and are so diverse. And that's diverse. what I'm saying. Like, I would say we live in a pseudo-human nature, and I've said this a few times. I would agree. There is an accepted human nature. There's an accepted human morals. They exist in the pseudo-human nature. But the real human nature is... It's impossible to say these things actually exist as good and bad. Because we only know it through society. Yeah, but... I don't know. I feel like there's some exceptions and there's a lot of gray area. You know what I'm saying? I don't really think so. I think it's very easy to just say... that. I mean, look, it's I don't an, know. What do you say? cut would you just say, like, unwarranted murder is morally acceptable? Because we've... But my issue is, is that if you look I know, at the history... The history says that ancient societies established it, and we've just kept it as a normative practice. I know, practice. I'm saying personally, would you, like, say, like... It's okay You're to just walk on the street and shoot and somebody you've never met Socially, societally, and socially, I've That's learned wrong. different standards that it's wrong. But it's very possible that it's not wrong, but it's only wrong on the accounts of the society around me. And the people around me has told me it's unfair to take someone's life unwarranted. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, like, if you don't have... And the justification may be, you know, subjective, but... If you yeah. don't have a justification, if I just walk out on the street and shoot somebody in the head, I would say 90-plus percent of people would say that's morally wrong. Yeah, I mean, but I, it's not a universal across all no, Nothing humans. is universal. No, there is two. Huh? There's nothing. two. There's two. There's two universals. There. Daniel, studios? I've, bought, I've sold Daniel Universal on Studios? Uh, the two no. I'm talking about? No, I know what you're talking about. No, I'm. there's two universal right. things that yeah, every single person will go through. It's, it's being born and being killed. You don't know that yet. That's no, it's true. Oh, you're right. I'm just based on past die. experiences. No, based you, upon you all know if, of humanity. You don't know if in the future if they're going to die. If you are a human, for it's part of nature, on, you have to be a you're human. You're basing that so on So then what? you have to say, human is being alive. You are a human if you're and born. And dying? Yes, Correct. because those are the only two you're things that, that we all share. You're basing that on past experiences. No, those like are the only two things we all share as human beings. Based on what? Wait, no. History, society, facts. Just like morals. So how are you... What is immortality then? Who has immortality? We don't know. What human has had immortality? It hasn't been proven yet, but does that mean it can't happen? I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm saying as we know. Well, Omid did say it could happen, but I'm (laughs) saying that theoretically still, a human that we all don't share death. Fine, that we all don't share death, but we share life. We share the idea of consciousness. We share the idea I don't know if Tyler does. Yeah, I don't know about Tyler. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can say the same thing about morals, though. It's based on history and past experiences and societal norms yeah, that we've I learned just, over I time and accepted. But as the past. idea is that those morals don't exist across all humans because just, all humans don't think the same. My thing is, I just right. don't get how you're con- going to compare death to morals. 
Well, I'm just saying we're basing them both on past experiences and history and societal norms. Yeah, but that like, everybody you have that has lived in the past has that. All I'm saying is that your argument. But that doesn't necessarily mean in the future that it's going to be that way. All I'm hearing is that your argument is that people are going to be immortal soon. That's no, but I'm saying you're ruling it out of the realm of possibility. I kind of am because immortality is impossible. That you know of right now. Flying a plane was impossible in the BCs. What if you get uploaded, uploaded to the cloud? Yeah. Man. You that's just not, don't know. Is, you, just because it hasn't that's happened not, doesn't not, mean it's that's impossible. That's actually you. And it was, that's a code, it's a code compa- That's a code that is designed to be what you were. That is literally like math. It's what if it's an like, exact copy? It's impossible. This is all hypothetical because none of us okay, know. Then if so hypothetical be, when you copy and paste an image from Google to a Word document. It's not the same document, image, is it? It's a different image. Because it's the same image. No, it's, it's not. An exact it's, replica. A, it's a replica of it, but that doesn't mean it's the same image. But if it is the same image. From looking at an image that I copy and pasted from Google to a Word document a and you look at it eye to eye. It is the... Exact same, same image, image, but it's, it's a replica because it's not yeah, the original. It's, it's, not, it's not the it's, source. No difference. Source code yes, will is. always yeah, exist. There's no difference that is visually identifiable. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's visually undesignable because I said that wrong. I'm sorry. Um, because it's literally not the same picture, so it can't be the same thing. Right, but I'm saying so like, there's no difference that you can tell. So, if I sent you an image and you sent it to somebody else... It's, it's a not different necessarily image. the same one, but it's the same one. It's the same. You're seeing the same things, but right. it's not the same thing. That's what my point is. It's very so gray. It's, so Morals are gray. Life and death is gray. All right, Brad, look at this. Michel Foucault's interpretation on Las Meninas. <laughs> Jamie, pull that shit We out. can't pull it up. You have to look it up later. But that's a different idea on perception and reality that's that I think saying. we should look at. Tyler, what's going well, that, on in your That's kind of going back to my point, though. You know what I mean? Just because it hasn't been done in the past or hasn't happened in the past doesn't mean it can't happen in the future. I mean, it's, it's all perspective. Yeah, it's I all hypothetical. You can't prove anything. Tyler, what's going on through your head right now? Seriously. Tyler has been here but not here this whole time. He's off a sequel. What's going on through my head right now? Yeah, what's going on? Explain. Bundy wants to know. I don't know. I'm like... Have you learned Eight anything? Years deep. Have I learned anything from this? Yeah, so, so far. So far. What have you learned? <laughs> I mean, Drink it's been change. interesting debate topics, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, hap- it has been. I'm confused on... What do you want to learn about? Everyone's dances. Okay, what do you want to learn about, Tyler? Ask us anything. I'm very confused. Ask us anything. Not that we're going to have the knowledge. If I'm being honest. Well, that's good. Well, Tyler, tell me something you want to learn about. What's something that intrigues you? What's something that's been on your curiosity for the last, you know, few months? Or, you know, ever been on your mind? Something that I'm curious about. I mean... I don't know. I'm a pretty content person. I have a ton of curiosity. What, is, what does content mean? I don't know. I live my life like it is what it is. You just accept things. It is what it yeah, is. Pretty much. I think the biggest question with most humans is what happens when you die? What do you think happens? Based on belief. 
I mean, I'd like to believe in the physical body. What? What do you think happens in the physical body? Also, Tyler. Personally? Do you remember this? Looks familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Should I continue or are we going to go off on another tangent? Yeah, it's from Hex Class. So, Tyler and I, let's see, we're 22. We were probably 15 when we met. We had a class together, English class, 14, 15. Yeah. This looks like an assignment that I never turned in. Yep, it was. Because you know why? Because look at the back. It's it's a Lenny, Armand, and Eric. You guys couldn't be bothered for my name. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't there. I was going through some things. I know, but... We probably should have. We, we can talk about that if you want. Would you want? Would you want to talk about that? I don't care. Talk about anything. Well, you haven't said much. Okay, tell us about. Well, what you guys are talking about topics. Tell us about what what, what were you going through? What was going on? So, I showed Tyler this uh, assignment we did in our tenth um, grade tenth um, grade history or tenth grade English class actually, AP or eleventh grade AP Lit language AP language. You know, it's yeah. like, and uh, you had to match like, like this says. Um, if you have ever, if you have ever asked a teacher to give you a better grade or a second chance because things have been tough recently, or because you work so hard, you're guilty of this one. It refers to an attempt to use compassion or pity to replace a logical argument. So that's appeal to pity. So you had to match them. Uh, Tyler wasn't there that class. Why weren't you there? I wasn't there because in 11th grade, my mother passed away, unfortunately. Unfortunately. uh, So sorry about your loss. Overdosed on drugs. So, I mean, that kind of changed my life in a pretty major way, I'd say. What? Changed my outlook. How do you, what, well, what outlooks changed? What, what, obviously the loss of your mother is so detrimental and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But you say like your outlooks changed, life changed. What did you see? What did you What did you believe now? Well, now my outlook on life is to. Um, well, I think it's pretty difficult. Um, okay. So. Sorry. I don't know. In um. <laughs> my outlook on life after that, I guess. Well, immediately after that, it was pretty bleak. Yeah. I was in a pretty pretty dark, dark place, I'd say. I mean, most people would be, obviously. Definitely. But after that, after time had passed, because really, I think that sentiment that uh, time heals everything is pretty true. Yeah. Although, I mean, with something as drastic as that, the pain will never fully go away. It'll kind yeah. of just be there. But yeah. you learn how to cope with it. Yeah. I think that could relate to a lot of different things. Yeah. It's especially something that could relate to that topic. Yeah. And I guess um, what I took away from that, I guess how that made me a different person. Yeah. Is um, I stopped caring about myself as much. And so I don't really put myself first before yeah. other people. And it, like, made me realize that something like this could happen to anyone. I wasn't just, like, a special person, really. Which is kind of dark when you think about it. 
You think that you're not better than anyone, but I think that is actually a positive thing to realize that you're not better than anyone. Wow. That you you could be capable of something special. You look at people that have done things, like special things inside their lifetime, but it's not something that you should, like, expect to fall into your lap. You still need to put put in the work to do those things like people have. Yeah. And so that's pretty much been my outlook since then. Although I don't always put in the hard work because I still struggle with <laughs> procrastination. Of course, everyone which does. Which kind of everyone was does. affected by me missing multiple months of school back then. Yeah. I think that kind of led to an uh, issue that I could still struggle with dealing with. Yeah. Can I uh, comment? Yeah. I think, like, anything similar to Tyler's situation, like, you just never know what's going to happen. Honestly, like, every day you wake up is a blessing, you know? You could have a brain aneurysm at any second, or you could get in a car accident, or you could do whatever, you yeah. know? You really don't know when you don't when know the when end is. is. Nobody in. knows, you know? Yeah, when it's time beyond is us. It's beyond the human race, for sure. Yeah. And I guess, like, the lesson to be learned from that is just love, you know? Like, don't have any restraints on loving people like your friends, and your family just take every day like it could be your last because it very well could be and you just want to know the people around you you want them to know the people you're close to that you love them and that you're going to be there for them and they're there for you you know just let let, like you know don't live like half-heartedly like hesitantly because you know any moment could be your last or their last and you just got to let everybody know and just live life to the well, fullest. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is from this movie, and I, I posted on my Finsta, actually. Um, the movie he made. The movie <laughs> he made that you guys saw. <laughs> but he says in there, he's like, um, life, you know, you're always, you know, your outlook is like you're moving forward until one point you're looking backwards. Yeah. And it's kind of like you always need to be looking forward because you never want to be looking back on life. Yeah, because you can't change what happened back. Yeah, I like that sentiment a lot, because I think another thing that I struggled with a lot during that time was that uh, I blamed myself a little bit for uh, my mother overdosing, because um, well my parents were divorced long before that, but right before I uh, went to live with my dad was because I was living with my mother. And we got evicted, so I was homeless. So I decided to go live with my dad, so I kind of just left my mom. But um, she made me promise her that uh, one day I'd come back and live with her and take care of her. Yeah. Just kind of fucked up to promise to make your 15, 16-year-old son promise yeah. you a 14-year-old. Yeah, it's tough. But I never got to live up to that promise. So that's one thing that uh, I guess I struggled with dealing with. But you know, like... That's what I was saying. We were talking about this earlier outside of, like, Pep or Zito's or whatever it was. But I was saying, like, you really can be an uncle to someone and, like, provide change in their life. And, like, you know, you may not have been able to feel that sense of, like, being there for your mom and fulfilling that promise. But you know, sure as shit, she'd want you to succeed at, like, doing best to make sure that kid has the best life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, at one point, you do get that chance. And you shouldn't feel that way at all trust me 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I've yeah. pretty much overcome those issues now, but it's definitely something that I struggled with for a couple of years after the fact, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's well, definitely something that I think about sometimes. I won't really ever be able to forget it. Right. You've got to just, well, really, the sentiment that you said, you'll just keep looking forward. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't change anything that's happened, but all you can do is try to be better in the future or do th- learn from experiences and just, like I said before, like, live life to the fullest because nobody knows. You know what I mean? Just let your close ones know you love them and just try to be the best person you can be. Yeah, and that's really all you can do. 100%. That's all you can do. Like, be there for your friends, be there for your family, and just every day try to be a better person than you were before. And that's... At the end of the day, you know, if you pass away tomorrow, you can know I was trying to be the best person I could be, and you and everybody else around should be content with that. 100%. Well, Dan, the clock struck midnight. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Daniel. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Take a shot of tequila. No, no, you take a shot of tequila. You got her. I don't know where. He's hiding it. He hid it under the table. You're hidden, man. So you went in to go get it. It's over there. Trini asked Taylor Swift said, "Are you feeling?" Oh yeah, dude. I don't know about you. No, don't sing it. Don't sing it. No copyright. No copyright on this podcast. Where is it? It should be over there. Oh, he hit it, bro. He oh, I just didn't want it to fall. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't and I didn't fall. think I was going to drink it. Daniel's you got to take a good fall. First drink is 22. This is his also, first, second 20, birthday legal drink. When you turn 22, actually, you're supposed to do you a get a hangover check. instantaneously. Like, all the 21 drinking just... Slaps you in the face. So it I've is actually true. never had a hangover. So. Me neither until I turned 22. <laughs> you haven't drank enough. You know that's incorrect. Yeah. yeah. Then, you've yeah. Hang- then you've had a hangover. All right, take this poll already, all right? Everybody's I'm, anticipating I'm make- it. I'm making the mic fixed. Oh, yeah, you're just prolonging the poll. I am, honestly. I can't believe you don't like the peach drink. I kind of like it a lot. I'm not gonna, it, it has a good taste, but it is It it's is sour. It is bitter. I mean, but I always like, like bitter beer, like, so... It is hard to, like, drink fast. Like, you have to sip it. There. Do they have, like, watermelon flavor? They have a That's bunch exactly of flavors, bro. They have a bunch of flavors. <laughs> you like watermelon. Watermelon, uh, high noon? I mean, high boon. Barstool sponsors. Got it. If Barstool bought this podcast, I might cry. Are you going to bring me back on it since I shouted him out? Barstool gives me free stuff. No. Yo, Paul, um, I love moving, you. <laughs> moving forward. Um, well, Daniel, you still haven't taken that shot. Yeah, so. Daniel is really nursing this shot. Like, he is taking his sweet time with smell it. Smell good? Don't no. smell it. Smelling it makes it worse. This shit's, this shit's hard. Just do it. Bro. You just got to do it like a big boy. Yeah, 22, a you're basically Here's a man. You were a man since you were 15. You're Jewish. Pull it. Jeez. 30. <laughs> oh god, oh god, oh god. 13. 13. Jeez. Was that when a bar mitzvah? Yeah. Yeah. 13. Oh, sorry. My bad. Well, <laughs> this podcast has gone on for a while. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to talk about that's pertinent to you? What do you guys think? I mean, I feel like we've covered a good amount. 
I just want to reiterate that, you know, I feel like a thing we all, you know, I think we all knew it to some extent or another, but, like, just live life to the fullest, whatever that may be, you know, try not to danger yourself or others, but have fun, make mistakes, learn from them, and just try to be a better person every day, you know, and let your friends know that you love them and your family and your, you know, whoever you're close to, just let them know that you love them and that you're there for them and just try to have fun and, uh, try to be safe, but, you know, we all fuck up. Yeah. Hopefully the fuck-ups aren't too big. All right, Tyler, what are your closing remarks? I think Brad hit it. The nail on the head. Okay. My closing remarks is happy birthday to Dan. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, Dan. Go Rams. Dan, Lakers. what are you? Lakers in five. Lakers, Lakers absolutely in five. Gentlemen sweep. <laughs> I've, been, I've been saying it since they entered the playoffs. My predictions have become true, so I might need to buy a lotto ticket. Okay, okay, yeah. the Dan, what are your closing remarks? Just want to say uh, thank you to Tyler and Brad for coming on. I really appreciate it and coming to celebrate my four minutes into my birthday. Um, yeah, we're going to keep drinking or doing something after this. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll get to see all the boys soon um, yeah. so we could all celebrate together, have some. We're going to give Dan 22 spankings after the podcast. <laughs> what the hell, Tyler? I'm keeping all of this in. Like, all oh, this you better in. keep this in. I, I, I want to keep the intro. One last, in. last, last point. One well, last point times the Can I keep the intro in? Oh, yeah. As long as it wasn't the one. And two no, five. the beginning intro. <laughs> you can keep it in. I don't give a fuck. Um, can I interject real quick? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know if I said this already, but I might have. We're King's Brewery slash Anger Orchard slash Zito's Beer. I just want to thank Armand and Daniel for having us. Um, if anybody's listening to this, this is a dope-ass podcast, and you should definitely check it out in the future and thank previous you. episodes. And I hope they have me on again. Yeah, and we, 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 I've been friends with these news. guys since basically, honestly, freshman year, and I hope they're my friends for the rest of my life because they're really good friends and they're really I'll good people. Drink to that. Bro. If I had a drink, drink I would drink to that. I would that. like to uh, second that notion. Just know that this episode of the podcast, we are all been like eight or nine beers deep. <laughs> so no, seriously, it's, it's, it's uh, been pretty sloppy. It, he's but, not wrong, I mean, but on, on a serious note, like well, look, we're all is, happy to be here and we're thankful to th- be here. Th- and just thank you guys for coming and thank you for saying those like kind remarks. Like Dan and I are stoked to do this. And yeah, yeah this this filter is off. This show is not on filter. Off One the cut. hinges. To one of a kind. It is a Bundy's bash. That was the point. It is it Bundy's bash. It was supposed to be... It, it was is a Cherny's bun- bash, really. It's Cherny's bash. Cherny's bash one. But, um, electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no, but it really was. <laughs> and um, this This episode is probably not going to be like other ones. It's going to be different. But that's because, like, it, it really is in celebration of a great person. Yeah, it's a special. You know, if you didn't like it, maybe next time we only drink four beers. But if you did, <laughs> if you did or, like wait, it... Wait, 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 wait. Or, or maybe if we drink did like it, maybe we drink yeah, 12 beers. We're drunk enough. We'll go to Ballast Point before this and Golden Road. We'll just be turned we're just gonna up hit, on like, the We're just going to hit five breweries before we come home. We're going to like Uber. <laughs> we're not going to yeah. be able to stand. Turney's mom's going to have to set up the mics. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my plan originally was to set up the mics and then go out. But, you know, things well, change. Life happens fast. Life happens fast. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, Dan and I are really happy with everyone that's given us feedback. 
yeah. positive and negative, even though there hasn't been too much negative. But if there is <laughs> negative, I'd love to hear it. Um, no. Yeah, this podcast it's so overwhelmingly <laughs> nice to hear people okay. say, like, Wait, they're what? excited to hear what we have to say. Um, shouts out to Brad and Tyler for coming on again. Happy birthday, Daniel. Check us out on our website at right. onelastpointpodcast.com. Our Instagram no, handle is onelastpointpod. Brad, what's your, what's your Instagram handle? Um, I believe currently it is at Bradley Sproul, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-S-P-R-O-U-L. Yeah. Um, Tyler, what do you want to shout out? No. You got a poker account you can shout out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck social media, bro. I okay. also Who sh- needs I it? also want to shout out uh, my Call of Duty account, Brad Daddy. I've probably got the highest one to loss ratio in the Southwest. Yeah. And he also uh, has the lowest kill-to-death ratio. <laughs> right, shield for life. Um, and I got to... Hold up. Okay. I'm do this one more time for the fans. Beast, bro. That was <laughs> dumb. Um, Shouts out to everyone that's going to listen to this. Shout out to everyone who has listened. Um, and that's for Shodi.